0: the our global god podcast wishes to thank the following sponsor for their support of the mission of one plus god ministries contact
1: liberty chiropractic for all your health and wellness needs they specialize in chiropractic adjustments and nutrition response testing utilizing standard process products call 937-465-2500 to set up your appointments
0: One Plus God Ministries makes it possible for any individual, group, or church to go on a global short-term missions trip. You say when, where, and what you wanna do, and they make it happen. Locally, they also do retreats for business people, men, women, families, and couples. This nonprofit has a missions heart and wants missions to be a part of your life every day, everywhere. The host of this series, Our Global God, is Vinan Devitt, also known as Pastor Wayne, director and founder of One Plus God.
1: God God, friends. Uh, thank you so much that uh, you are part of this second season. We are in episode seven. My name is Wayne on the Vet. Uh, people in America also knows me as Wayne, South African in America now, 13 years. And so excited to have with me in the studio by now. I'm sure she needs no introduction. Anneli Janse van Rendsburg, missionary for in her 28th year now. Do I have that right now? Next I think year. I've said 26, 26 27. Year. Yeah, next, next year, year twenty eight. Next yeah, year, twenty eight. When I was thirty. Tell us a little bit about your family. Honestly, I don't think we've heard something about that yet. So, um, your children, your grandchildren. You know, and what is your favorite? food and your favorite dessert so how about that you've you've spoken so much about ministry stuff (laughs) who is who is the the woman behind the missionary title
0: okay yeah (laughs) um i'm a widow and i have my eldest daughter is corleen she is um 33 years now and she's married and they placed me with a granddaughter called Robin, which will will be six, and then um, I've got a younger daughter. She's just turned twenty, Natasha, and um, so yeah, she was three weeks old when her father passed away. Mm. And so, and my dad is still alive, also living in the same town. He's eighty one. Mm. So, um, and you
1: fairly recently lost your mom, yeah,
0: yeah, in this year. Um, so yeah, she was seven, she was just close to 77. Mm. But, um, yeah, so that's my family, and um, you like dogs, right? Yeah, we love animals. How many, how many animals (laughs) do you have? Um, we've got five dogs and uh, one cat at the moment, and poor cat. You you would think that he was introduced to the family just a little while ago and as a kitten. Uh-huh. So he went up to the largest of all the dogs, <laughs> gave him one smack through the face, and then... And he, then he ruled. He ruled. <laughs> so don't feel sorry for the cat. I feel sorry for the dogs. But in any case, mm. so that's it. My favorite food, um, yeah, it's... A very typical South African yes. food that I have realized that not a lot of uh, people from America or American brothers and sisters like, like right? I want to guess it's, it's
1: called pop, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, pop like, yeah. like we call it, like a crumbly porridge, mm. um, a, mm. putu putu pop mm. with milk and sugar. Or, that sounds great, yes, or just. Uh, what we call stiff porridge with Mm. uh, with boulevard so Mm. that is that's Mm. actually my Mm. favorite um food
1: and And grits here in america would get kind of close to that just Mm. so that our listeners have Mm. somewhat of an idea and and i would go as far as to say like rice is for the eastern world and like you know, spicy food and um, tortillas and stuff like that is for the Mexican people. Um, this pop P A P or porridge um, is or grits, although mm-hmm. although it's not the same thing, but just yeah. to help the people here it gets you at least close. Um, that would be for like, Africa. That would be like for Africa, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. And dessert. Take us to the good
0: stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dessert. I'm not very fond of dessert, but I think if I have to choose something, it will be like... Something with apples and cinnamon and raisins. Okay. Yeah, so like okay. a cinnamon roll. Uh-huh. And the uh-huh. best one I had here in America okay. was one I got at the Amish.
1: Okay, sure. Yep. Oh my mm. goodness. Well they can make they can cook. Mm. They can cook. I think we will all agree with you on that. Mm. <laughs> so thank you so much, Anneli, for sharing a little bit about a little bit about your life. And the letters that we are looking at to the church in Asia Minor Western Turkey, seven churches in a horseshoe shape there in Western Turkey. And um, by the way, One Plus God takes Bible tours to the Holy Land and also to Turkey, specifically to walk in the footsteps of Paul, and then in this case, the footsteps of John, who was like a missionary pastor there, and to take these letters um, to all these churches, even though it would have been addressed to one church, the seven letters would kind of circulate in that area. And we have discovered that it is about the life of the church, just like we have described other day's life here for a second. These letters is about Jesus looking at the life of the church. And we have stuck with that definition. The church is us, you and me who believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We are the church. And these letters, honestly, I think we have discovered by now, definitely applies to our lives even today, right? Yes, definitely. And so, therefore, I just want you, you know, you need to grab your Bible, you need to open it up in Revelation chapter 2, and please um, journey with us, because I think that's the best way that you get to love God's Word, is just to keep reading it. We are today, in episode 7 now, looking at God's letter to the church in Thyatira. Uh, Tyre Tyre was like a center for trading, so they had pottery makers there, tailors, leather workers, coppersmiths, all these people that could really take something and make something out of it. I love my dad, always adored him and, and so excited, not only about the incredible man of God that he that he was and is, he's, he's now um, 80 years old, but uh, also about what he uh, did. Um, and so he worked on the coal mines and he was a machinist. He could take a piece of metal and just make an incredible thing out of that that would be used in a in a pump in the mines or or what, whatever um, a gear of some kind things like that and I was always amazed at how he could do that this with the kind of people that you would find in Tiatira they can take a piece of clay and make a beautiful pot out of it um, leather and copper and all these things and um, and interesting. Do you remember Lydia? Um, honestly, she was that, that, that always gets all the women excited especially in the missions world, right. <laughs> this is the, one of the first women that we know that came to faith where a woman led her household then to faith, right. Mm. All, all, all the most of the others like the, the, the jailer and, and people like that were you know the Ethiopian on, on, on the road. To, um if right um is a man that that came to faith and then from that you know many other people would come to faith their households and so on uh but here we have a woman mm. and so acts chapter 16 verse 12 to 15 you want to go home and read that all all the women are are obviously already have their bibles open there and go like yeah 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 yep now you're talking um and um so Lydia who, who was a merchant in purple cloth She came from the town of Thyatira. And so to to make something white or purple in the ancient world was quite the process. To get something white, you had to go through several processes to get it really, really, really white. And so that's why white is such an important metaphor in Revelation, always connects with holiness, with purity, with Christ making us new. I I think something like 19 times or something like that, Mm. that the word white, you find the word white in in Revelation. A a big, important metaphor, as you can imagine, because it's like Jesus makes us holy, and then we need to stay holy, we need to stay pure to the very end. The other card was purple purple therefore being a royal color and um, purple cloth was incredibly expensive often you would you would get it purple by using a, um, a, a little bubble that was in a fish and you would catch a fish take that little bubble out um, pop it that it would um, release some purple color so you can imagine how many little fish you need to call um, to um to make this happen so so that was lydia and so in this little town with all these trade guilds this is the message to them you are we're in revelation chapter 2 verse 19 jesus says i know your deeds i know your deeds and and we have shared that every time in these letters, Jesus gets introduced in a certain way. And it's so incredible for me, Annalie, that and we, we haven't done that yet, I think in any of the other episodes, so perhaps we can just spend a little bit of time on that. When Jesus is being introduced, that introduction actually connects with what that church would know. So it's awesome that God always introduces himself to us in a way that he knows that we can connect with so if you meet Jesus as a child you know God will introduce himself to you in in a way where you see Jesus as a shepherd you know running on the fields looking at the flock you know or something like that you get introduced to Jesus as a widow going through difficult time and that's not you of course I'm just you know you as a widow but let's say for example you did not know the Lord and you lose your husband and you're widowed and you're alone and jesus gets introduced into your life you will probably experience something else about jesus that will connect with you in that way so so, so jesus gets introduced to the church in Tyre in this way he says these are the words of the son of god well they could connect to that why because in Tyre was the temple of apollo And Apollo was known as the son of Zeus. And so Jesus is saying, you know about the son of Zeus in your area. But now the one who's speaking to you is the true son, the son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze now in a town (laughs) where you would have a lot of people being very good at making swords being very good at making shoes for the horses right working with bronze working with fire these kind of things they're like man okay this can connect with me right Mm. um i said to 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 a guy the other day a, a construction man i said you know what you can connect with certain guys that i would just not be able to connect with you speak their language you know you you can connect with them god will send somebody to you that can help you connect with him that's just who he is Mm -hmm. and he does that to the church in tyra too and he says to them that i know your deeds verse 19 your love your faith your service your perseverance and you are now doing more than you did at first and the church i probably sure went like Yes, we've got it down. This is awesome. Jesus thinks we're even doing more than what we did before. And then he warns them. He says, listen, guys, listen, guys, there's there's something that is amiss. This is what I have against you, verse 20. You tolerate that woman, Jezebel. And it's interesting that her name is the same as what we find in 1 Kings 18 and 19, where, where Jezebel misled King Ahab and a big portion of the Israelites to follow the God Baal, right? And and so misled them from following God to following other gods and so he says jesus says be careful be careful even though you have love you have faith you are serving you are persevering you're doing more than what you did before there are certain things that's misleading you some of you are even verse 20 falling into sexual immorality some of you are falling for the idols you need to verse 21 repent repent but then she was unwilling and so Honestly, if we, we are trying to say in this second season of our podcast that what God wrote to the church, to his children 2,000 years ago, definitely still applies to today. So 15 minutes now we've spent on God speaks into our lives and he knows everything about our life. Just if you explained a little bit about your life, he connects with us in a way that we can really get it therefore he can really tell us listen this is what i know about your life does this still apply to us today do we still have things that mislead us in our day today is this there, there also a warning of god that says man honestly i know you're doing more than what you did at first at first you help children with their homework um, then you had a little sunday school when you planted one church, when you planted the second church, when you planted the third church, then you know at first you had the little group of children, then then a little daycare, now a daycare with more than 300 kids, right? And um, hospital ministry, you are doing more than what you did at first. Good job, great job, fantastic job. Is there still things that Jesus would warn and say? Listen, Anneli. This is what you need to tell yourself and other believers around you. Be careful. There are still things that's misleading or could mislead you.
0: Yes, I would, for me, it's a bit difficult to understand or to imagine being misled. Mm. And therefore, I like the word that he used there, you tolerate. Mm. Because it's... yes. I can more easily see that that is the problem. So good. Yeah. Yes. That we are being misled because we tolerate. Yes.
1: So, you know, it's... So it's kind of before that, right? Before you, that. You tolerate yeah. it, you tolerate it, you tolerate that it. Before you realize it, you, you have been you've misled. Been ast-
0: yeah. You've been led on the, wow. on the wrong road. And everybody will be able to... You can associate with that. Right. That, you know, you you tolerate this kind of new principle or this new thing in the church and um, like say for instance the church decide we don't have money now to do missions so you tolerate it you it, it is a bit harsh on the on the ear and and you but you live with it and after a year of not doing anything about it before you know it, you 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 are part of a congregation or a church that are not part of missions. And at first and it, it sounds
1: it's... so good, right? We, we are going through a tough time. We have this COVID yes. or whatever going yes. on or, you know, or yeah. um, gas prices are going up or we have this trouble. This is just temporary. But for now, we need to kind of look after our own. We We need to keep our own house going. At first it sounds
0: so good, right? Yes. Yeah yeah and and the thing is as you have talked in the previous session about if trouble is absent you need to know that there is red lights flickering there is a warning sign i think in this case when you are too comfortable you must know that mm. that you know it's like being so pleased with yourself or or where the church are at the moment and like you've just said you can understand the problem that there is, for instance, not to um, support a missionary or to go out to do missions or whatever. Um, so that is the one um, thing, is that you are so just at the place where you are comfortable with what they say. Yes. And then the the because other... Because it sounds so because good. Because it sounds so good. And then because of ignorance, um, which I will say it is knowing without doing, Um, not really not knowing the word because we know the word, but we're not doing it. So we are actually ignorant of what it truly means. Hmm. So that is also a way of tolerating things that's being said, because you don't go and dig a bit deeper. You Mm. don't hear what is what is the Lord saying to me in my life? Um, what single thing is holding me back f- to a full life in Christ? So I am complacent to what the the preacher says about this whole thing. I just don't go that that extra. Um, we've got a lovely song in Zulu which we sing and dig a little deeper into the gospel. And I think yeah. it, it has. And there's to, a nice movement <laughs> that goes about nice when movement. the people
1: would join us on the trip to South Africa. Right? They yes. will will experience we will, when yeah. you sing in Africa, you move you and move. you <laughs> dig a little deeper in my mind's eye. I can yeah. see that action that goes about, and that's with, just so with, awesome with, with
0: that song. Yeah. And Ryan. I think the 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 last thing uh, uh, that I see that we tolerate is apathy. We have without giving. So again. We think only in terms of, you know, what will make my bank manager or my wife or my husband happy, Um, because we've got so much, but we don't realize that we are tolerating serving money, that we don't realize that we are losing God, We, we can't serve both. So we have, but because we think it is the responsible way to go about our money according to the worldly standards where giving to to God is not an option mm. and mm. we start to mm. tolerate it mm. Because, mm. because of apathy of mm. just yeah and not and, and again
1: it sounds so good right you you've used to word responsible mm. i need to be responsible you know um so i i cannot just give sacrificially because I need to, you know, keep some money for when I get sick one day or when I get older or when I get well, you might not get sick or older, you might die before you get sick or older, you know, or or I need some I need to keep some money because I need to pay for my children's education and all this stuff. Well, by the time that I get there. Uh, They might be blessed with a scholarship out of the blue that you never thought your kids could get, that you never had control over, but what God has control over. And it's all paid for because you were giving sacrificially. So we can be tricked so easily with these kind of concepts, right? Where you you, you, you tolerate something, you don't dig deeper, it sounds so good. You know the pastor is saying it right, and I mean, how can the pastor be wrong? It is the mm. pastor that's saying it. So, and and we need to remember, you know, even the pastor is a child of God, relaying the word of God, right? Still, and and I and I include myself, and I'm sure you, honestly, yeah. will include yourself, right? Definitely. And so I always say, you know. You, The people need to remember as I'm preaching, God is preaching to me too. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so you need to ask yourself constantly not what is Wayne saying, what is God saying, right? And so if what is Wayne saying is a little bit off in that moment, that it might even not be intentional false preaching right or intentional misleading but some spiritual leaders might also just miss that one thing and it could have you know really severe uh, outcome and so consequences and and so that is so important these words We need to keep our own house in order. We need to take care of our own. We need to be responsible. Mm -hmm. These things can sound so good. And then Jesus says, be careful that you're not being misled. Be careful that you don't think you're on the path. Proverbs says, there's a path that it seems so right, but it's actually wrong. It it might seem because it, it seems like they are doing so well, right? It seems like they are they have love, they have faith, they have service, they have perseverance, they're doing more than what they did before. It seems like, man, this ministry, this church, my life, my marriage, it's it's going the it's on the right track. <laughs> but, but but we all know that a train can change direction by getting itself wrecked, right? Mm. It's like you make Mm. a 90 degree, or the train is trying to make a 90 degree turn and go that way and it's a wreck and you go like that train went off track. Mm. But then there's another train that goes to a completely different station. You will sit in the train and you don't even realize that the train changed direction because Mm. there was just this little shift in the tracks and it went from this track to that track so smoothly that you didn't even feel it. But you are, you you get off the train, you go like, this is not where I wanted to be. You know, how did I end up here? It happens so smoothly. And then I love Revelation. People always say to me, honestly, Revelation is such a scary book. I don't want to read it, Um, you know. And I say, why don't you want to read it? Well, it scares me. Well, is it not a book of love and grace? Because this is what, what I hear you're running out of time, I'm coming back soon, please turn to me, please turn to me, and here we find it right from the beginning in Revelation, repent, 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 and then the sad thing, she's unwilling, verse 21, Jezebel repent, but she's unwilling, and then Jesus says, you know, I know your heart. You need to turn around. So what how do we get rid of this, honestly? How do we change it? Is it is it the easy process? Is it a soft process? Is it sometimes a hard thing? You know, how how does this repentance work? How do we get rid of? How do we make sure that we don't have a soft change in railroad track and we end up in a different station? <laughs>
0: Oh, well, I think one of the things is to really, um, like I uh, want to repeat the question, what single thing is holding me back to full life in Christ? And there we need brutal honesty with oh, ourselves. Yes. Brutal honesty. Honesty. To, to say, you know what? Mm. This TV show, just an example, yeah, is causing me not to have enough time to get to the tent of meeting to go and meet my lord today and then like it says in the bible or, or you know get rid of it um i know that years ago there was this poster of two roads this narrow and the broad the, mm. the easy road yeah and then you will see a lot of people on the narrow road with crutches or Mm. One eye is out, is out and there's a patch over the eye or the arm has been amputated. And it it is according, it is what it says in scripture, if this thing make you Stumb. change direction, mm. yeah. go onto the wrong path. Rather get rid of it, for it is better that you go into yeah. heaven with one arm. Yeah. Rip out your eye, yeah. cut off your arm, right? Those that's, are hard it's, words. It's hard words. And those in the medical field will know that am- amputation is never an easy decision. Mm. But a lot mm. of times it is, a life ap- uh, depend on that decision, and that's also true in spiritual and life. now it's an eternal life, depending a, on, on that decision. On that amputation. So... Again, if you tolerate your own unwillingness to change, it will definitely lead yeah. to intense suffering, to yeah. to the the spiritual body decaying. Yeah. Yeah, I r- I remember the movie Courageous,
1: right? The Christian movie Courageous, love that movie. And the man, if I remember correctly, I don't know if you've seen that, honor. Mm. Help me help me to remember this correctly, but I think the the man it's about marriage right and restoration in marriage and um, the courage to, to change and um, the, one of the men I believe had a pornography problem and then at one point he, he just walks out with his computer outside of the house. And just crash it outside of the house, right? And it's like, right. or it's that fireproof. fireproof. It might have been fireproof. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep, yeah. I, I thought I is have, I have something wrong. Yeah. yeah. is about the dads. Right? That's right. Fireproof is about the marriage. Right. Thank you so much. And so he, he walks out with that computer and crashes it, right? Yes. And it's like that. It's a moment of amputation, right? Yes. And um, and it is with it is after it follows brutal honesty, right? and radical change yes and immediate obedience can yes. we add that on a yes, list yes definitely so brutal honesty radical change and um immediate and and immediate action. obedience yeah. immediate action immediate yeah. obedience don't put it off don't put it off yeah the so, devil so,
0: will sure find a way to convince you that it's not that bad so Perhaps
1: we can land here, dear One Plus God friends, whatever the Lord has put on your heart right now, perhaps it's time for an amputation. When? Right now. Right now. And I truly believe that repentance will be followed by a loving Father blessing your socks off. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to Annalie and myself. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Contact One Plus God Ministries at oneplusgod.org to reserve your trip, attend a retreat, or invite Pastor Wayne as a speaker. Oneplusgod.org The Rise FM Podcast Network.